Well, we want to get into the Word of God this morning. Uh, We have been dealing with the idea of uh, just building a friendship with God, right? This, This idea of walking with Him. Uh, just continuing to getting to know him. And it's amazing to even consider the fact, the possibility that being a friend of God is, is possible. You know, when you can just consider that, that the creator of the universe, the, the uh, God of heaven and earth wants to be your friend. I mean, that's an amazing thing to consider and to ponder. That, that, that possibility is there. And it's not dependent upon him. It's not that we're waiting for God to do something. It's depending upon us. And if we are ready and willing to do what God wants us to do in order to build and maintain that friendship. And uh, it's amazing. Uh, The possibility of it we know is there because we saw that in our first lesson that Abraham was called the friend of God. Um, The question is, is why would anybody want to do this? I mean, I know as Christians, we know the, the spiritual answer. We know the right answer. Like Sandy said, you know, I said, who was the wisest man in the Bible? And she was spiritual on us and said Solomon. Like she knew, she knew the, the biblical answer, the right answer. And so sometimes as Christians, we know the right answer. Well, of course, we're supposed to walk with God and, and we're supposed to love God and all that. But, I mean, if you consider it and think about it in a practical standpoint, you look at it and say, well, why would somebody want to do that? I mean... I mean, pastor, isn't walking with God, doesn't that take sacrifice? I mean, doesn't, don't you have to give up some things to walk with God? Uh, I mean, on the surface, just looking, it doesn't seem very appealing to me to, to walk with God. It doesn't seem like something we would really want to do, uh, you know, but there are some great benefits to walking with God. And I want to talk to you as we kind of wrap up this series on walking with God and building that friendship with God. Uh, we want to talk this morning about the benefits, the benefits of walking with God. And this is what everybody is studying, uh, the ladies downstairs in our other Sunday school class. And uh, each of these uh, weeks that we're separated like this, each class will be studying these things and uh, obviously looking at them maybe from a slightly different perspective as you uh, look at your life stage and where you're at. Uh, and where other, the other classes are at, so the, depending, depending upon the teacher and how he chooses to apply these principles. But uh, we want to walk with God, and there is some great benefits to it. There's some great rewards that are available to us if we will walk with God. Um, Well, let me give you just our, our first point here. We'll just jump right into it. I want you to see, first of all, that there is cheer in his presence. There's cheer in his presence. And uh, I cheer is in like cheering, like joy, like satisfaction, like yay. In, uh, would you look in your Bibles at Psalms chapter 16 and verse number 11. Psalms chapter 16 and verse number 11. I will read this one to you, and then we'll have you guys turn and read some of the other passages we get to. But he says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there is pleasures forevermore. So he talks about the idea that in the presence of God there's fullness of joy. In thy right hand, that is close right at hand, right with God, there is pleasures forevermore. And can I tell you that the happiest life, the most life with the most joy, the most satisfaction, fulfillment is a life where you're completely surrendered and following God. 
There's, there's no question that that is, that is the life. I've, I've been doing this long enough to be able to attest, and I'm not just saying this because this is what a pastor says, or I'm not just saying this because this is what I heard somebody else say. I'm saying I've seen it in life where people have chose to go after their own passions, to fulfill and accomplish their own lust. And look at it from the world standpoint and they're just going to be eat, drink and be merry because life is too short and we're just going to go have fun. And on the surface, you look at that and say, boy, they're the ones that are living it up. But I've been around long enough to know that they're in the end, they're miserable. In the end, that life of self-satisfaction and in pursuit of your own lusts and desires brings misery, destruction, pain heartache, the turmoil and the, the, the heartbroken uh, situations that I've dealt with and faced with families because of that kind of a life is just uh, very, very hard. Uh, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. And that's the fact of the matter is, is it's hard. But a life where we pursue and follow after God is a life of joy. There is cheer in his presence. There is joy and satisfaction. There is no greater joy than to be walking with God and fulfilling his will. And you think about the privilege of laying your head on the pillow at night and not having any guilt. One of the hardest things in society today that people deal with is the, the overwhelming weight of guilt. From living a life of self-satisfaction and not caring about anybody else or just doing what you want to do and people uh, know what they're doing is wrong and the guilt that they face, the guilt that they're living with is driving them to drugs and alcohol and uh, ultimately some people even taking their own life because of that guilt and to be able to lay your head on your pillow and know that you're forgiven completely forgiven, completely washed and made clean. To not have that guilt, to know that God has forgiven you, what a joy. Amen? To know that you don't have that. Now, listen, everybody in here, every one of us have things in our life we look at and we say, boy, I'm not proud of that. Matter of fact, if I was just real, real honest with you, I would say I'm ashamed of that. But the joy is, is that God forgives that and washes that away. And you can get right and be right with God and know that that's under the blood and it's forgiven and you can move on from there. What a privilege to know that we can be forgiven, to have that joy, to be not just accepted by God, but to be loved and valued by God. There's joy in that. When we have a right view of God, we have joy in his presence. I think about sometimes little children, I mean, Joe and Kate's age, and maybe up four, five, six, seven, eight years old, these, these little children like that, they have a love for grandma and grandpa. And because grandma and grandpa get to spoil them. And grandma and grandpa don't have to discipline them. <laughs> grandma and grandpa get to just, you know, be the, be the spoilers, right? And, and, and they, these kids know how much they're loved by grandma and grandpa. 
And, you know, especially sometimes you think of a little boy and, and he's growing up and he gets to spend time with grandpa. And, and boy, grandpa's the greatest person in the world. And grandpa just this, grandpa can do anything. Grandpa can, uh, he knows everything. Grandpa's so amazing. I mean, and as he grows, he, he just, his love for grandpa just grows and he wants to be with grandpa all the time. You know, be like that with God. When we build that kind of a friendship and that relationship with God where we recognize who he is and that he can do anything and that he wants to be with us so we should desire and want to be with him. We, of course, know that there's a real difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is something that we have for a moment. Happiness is something that we have because something happened that pleases us. I mean, if Bradley this morning gave me a $100 bill, I would be happy. Want to make me happy today? <laughs> Give me 100 I mean, yeah, there's sometimes <clears throat> we can, uh, things happen, and those individual things can make you happy. But when your joy is dependent upon that, your, your joy is not going to be there. Joy really is not dependent upon your happenings. Happiness is dependent upon happenings. But when your joy as a Christian, that, that's not where your joy comes from. I think about situations that come up. And, and if your joy is dependent upon your happenings, you're not going to be very joyful. Because life's hard. There is an abundance of struggles. You know, uh, we know that. Man is not born of woman but a few days and full of trouble. There is trouble. There are struggles. Things happen. I mean, just this week I could list several things that happened. You know, it's just frustrating, just irritating, just not something that you want to or necessarily need to deal with, but it's part of life. So happiness comes and goes, but the joy that we have from walking with God continues. It stays with you. Joy appreciates the past and the present and the future, not because of your circumstances, but because your heart is right with God and you have that joy. True joy is available to all believers. In 1 Peter 1 verse 8, he says, rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We can have joy unspeakable. Amen? It's available to us. We can have joy unspeakable. Uh, that's, that's available to any and all believers. God wants your joy to be full. Uh, in John chapter 15, and verse number 11, he says, These things have I spoken unto you that, that, may joy might re- that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. He says, I've spoke this unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Now, according to these verses in John uh, chapter 15 there, you know, that's the passage of scripture where he says, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He says, abide in me and I in you. And so in the context of that passage of scripture, what he's saying, he says, hey, if you want your joy to be full, abide in me. And this is what we're talking about. We're talking about walking with God. We're talking about spending time with God. And that's what he says. He says, you want your joy to be full? Walk with God. Abide in Christ. That your joy might be full. In direct proportion to how close we are to God is how much joy we'll have. According to the book of John there. 
that your joy might be full. Abide in him. I wonder if you have any thoughts about the joy of the believer, where it come from, uh, how it's maintained, how you uh, get joy, how you keep joy, or maybe the joy that God's brought in, into your heart or life. Anybody have any thoughts about that? The joy that's available to us? We know we have cheer in his presence. So it's the joy of the Lord that's available to us. Then I want you to know that there is courage in his plan. We're talking about the benefits of walking with God. One of the benefits, first of all, is the fact that we have joy in our heart. You know, life has a lot of challenges, and we can walk around moping all the time and discouraged and upset about the burdens of life and the challenges of life because the challenges come. And sometimes, boy, you know, they say when it rains, it pours, right? And those challenges sometimes get thick. But when we're walking with God, we can still have joy. And so one of the benefits of walking with God is, is, is joy. Uh, secondly, there is courage. You get courage in his plan. So, um, Brad, would you mind looking up Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6? A couple of familiar verses. Um, somebody want to look up Psalms 37 and verse number 23? Psalms 37, Sandy, verse number 23. So, uh, Brad, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. All right, that, those familiar verses. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. We got that trust in God. And he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So, there's another familiar verse in Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. What a privilege. You can have courage in his plan, knowing that God has a plan for your life, knowing that your steps are being directed by God, having courage in this life. You know, especially uh, I see Eli here. Uh, sometimes, especially the younger you are, there's a lot more decisions that you have to make. Sometimes you get a little bit older and, you know, you get up to Fred and Bev's age and, there's a lot less major life decisions you've got to make still, right? Those, those are pretty much made and established, and, and, and you're, you're not trying to, to figure it out at this point. Those have all been done. But especially the younger you are, the more decisions you've got to make. You've got major life decisions. Where are you going to go to college? Who are you going to marry? What, what career path or... or what, what is God's plan for your life? What are you going to do for your life? I mean, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a pastor or a missionary. Uh, you know, you're going to be in some type of, of tech, in the tech world or the auto industry. Or what, 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 what are you going to pursue for life? And when, when it boils right down to it, what people want is they want to be happy. You know, they, they, they decide to choose to go after some particular area of study uh, or life career because it's something they think they might enjoy. And that you know as well as I do, you do anything for a few weeks and it turns into a job. You know, it doesn't matter how much you enjoy it or like, like doing it. You, you do it every day for a few years and you're like, man, now it's just work. 
That's pretty much it. It's just work. You're just, just the job, and, and you're getting through it. And so when young people are making these decisions for life, you think about, man, I just, I, I don't want to pursue that because what if I do that and then I'm miserable? What if I hate it? You know, I don't want to do that, have to do that for my whole life, and, and I don't like doing it. Well, here you can have courage in God's plan. Knowing the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, knowing that God uh, will uh, direct your, your way. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding, all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You know, some make the struggle of knowing God's will much harder than it has to be. You know, he says here, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And sometimes we look at God's will for us and, you know, you, uh, you get the younger people in the church, the teens and, and young adults and maybe even young marrieds uh, where they're considering big decisions that they have to make. And, and sometimes they want to look way down the road and try and figure out, well, what does God want me to do when I get all the way over here? Sometimes God might give you some insight and some direction towards that. But you don't have to be so worried about that. What you have to be worried about is what does God want me to do right here? This next step. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Okay, God, what what do you want me to do right now? Today? This morning? But what he wants you to do daily is to walk with him. And And if as God's people, we just daily walk with God and say, okay, God, To the best of my ability, to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my uh, understanding, I'm going to do your will today. I'm not real sure, God, what, what it is you want way down there, but I know that today you want me to read my Bible, you want me to pray, you want me to be a witness. It's Sunday, you want me in your house. You want me to exhort and encourage and love the brethren. These are things that I know that I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to do that today. And if you do that today, and you do that tomorrow... And you do that the next day, when you get there, you'll be in God's will. You'll be where God wants you to be. Not because way back here, God gave you a vision one night in the middle of the night and woke you up and the heavens opened and you saw a light and God, God showed you what you were going to do way down there. No, because you said, okay, God, what do you want me to do right now? And you let him direct your steps, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And you, that's how you find and do God's will. And you know, there is great courage, great courage, when you know you're doing what God wants you to do. There's great courage in that. You can step out in faith. You can step out with confidence. You know it's what God wants you to do. Are you going to get it right every single time? Maybe not. You know we're human, right? Some days we wake up and we're not as in tune with God as we should be. Some days we might respond incorrectly or make a wrong choice or wrong decision. There was one guy who was in an ambulance because he was just pulled from a car from a head-on collision. And in the ambulance, the paramedics were talking to him and trying to get the gist of what happened. 
And he said, well, this didn't have to happen. And they're like, yeah, we know it didn't have to happen. Why did you go over into the other lane and hit that oncoming car? He says, well, there was a sign that said, don't cross the yellow line if yellow. And I had to show him that I wasn't. So he misread the sign. <coughs> he didn't get it. Created an accident. So sometimes we might get some things wrong. Sometimes we might make a mistake. But if we are daily walking with God, the blessing is, is that you're not going to be far off track. If you make a mistake today, you, you, you're just, oh man, I, I stepped right here when I, was supposed to, when I was supposed to go here. And it's pretty easy to get back. The problem is, is when Christians stop acknowledging God, when they stop walking with God, and this is the path that God wants us on, and this is where we're supposed to be going. And, and somewhere back here, we decide, oh, yeah, no, I want to go this way. And we begin walking our own direction and doing our own thing for one day, two days, ten days, sometimes years. We're just doing our own thing. And then God gets a hold of our heart and says, wait, but you were supposed to be over there. And now we've got a lot of work and a long ways to go to get back to where God wants us, right? So the benefit of walking with God daily is that he's directing your steps and you can have courage in his plan, in his plan for you, for your family, for your life. God has a plan. We have courage when we know that he's fulfilling that plan in our lives. When you are not sure about what you're doing, there's no confidence. When you don't know for sure, have you ever attempted something that you weren't sure about how to do it? And you kind of do it a little bit. You're like, well, I hope that this works out. <laughs> you know, I hope I can get this done. I, I think I probably can, but I'm not, there's, there's not the confidence there. There's not the assuredness. You know, when I work on a vehicle, I don't work on vehicles a lot. I haven't taken them apart a lot. I'm pretty, I really have to pay attention to, okay, this bolt came out of here. And this is where it goes. And very systematic about how the process goes. Now, not something simple like changing plugs or, you know, the, the oil or whatever. But I'm saying like a, a few years ago, uh, Brother Glover and I did the timing belt on my Toyota Sienna. Okay, you got to take about half the car apart to get to the timing belt. <laughs> I mean, lots and lots of bolts, lots and lots of pieces come off the car. They have nothing to do with the job that you're doing, but you're disassembling all of this. And I'm like, all this has to go back on there where it's supposed to go. And there's a lot of apprehension. There's not a confidence there because I wasn't sure that I was doing it right. And so you're kind of just, uh, I would say, gingerly doing that. Well, when you know you're doing it right, you can be confident. One fellow noted that the national sport in Spain was bullfighting. Well, in England, it is cricket. He decided he wanted to go to England because fighting cricket seemed a lot more possible than fighting bulls. 
there was no confidence there. You know, when we attempt things in this life, uh, there's a lot of things that you're going to be doing or facing that, you know, even just starting a family. In God's time, raising kids. You talk about something that you just aren't ready for. I mean, as, as a young man, I soaked up everything I could soak up on the family and the home. I, I wanted it, know all that I could. And I read books, and I listened to messages, and I, I just soaked up everything I could uh, on the home and on raising kids. But you know, when those kids come, it's a whole other game. It's a whole other thing. But you can have confidence because you know God has a plan. And you are part of his plan. God wants to direct your steps. He can guide you in your life. You can make right decisions and right choices because God's guiding you. And there's courage in that. Great courage. There was a first grade boy who stood up in front of his class and describing to his class what he wanted to be when he grew up. And he said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a lion tamer. That's what I'm going to do. And he says, I'm going to walk into the cage and all the lions are going to be in there and all the lions are going to roar and I'm going to be there. And his class are all looking at him wide-eyed. And he's like, well, I'll have my mom with me. (laughs) The thing is, is he was taking courage from the fact that he was going to have his mom there, you know, with these lions. You know, when you have God with you, you can have courage. So walking with God every day, the benefit is the joy that's, that's yours. The benefit is the courage that's available to you. And another benefit is that there is commendation in his pleasure. A familiar verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, he says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. It's impossible to please him. So the opposite is true. That when you have faith, you are pleasing him. And I know that you, like me, desire to please him. Only in a life of faith, lived in obedience, can we please him. An added benefit, God says that he will reward those that diligently seek him. We can bring pleasure to God and God says in doing that he will reward you reward you diligently them to seek him God's going to reward you for seeking him in that process every day where God uh, wants to do uh, in accomplishing your life his will by us seeking that he said there's reward there's reward in it everybody likes getting rewards but we can have a reward given to us by God Because we seek him. In Deuteronomy 28, verse number 2, he says, And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. All these blessings, the blessings that God wants to bestow in your life, just seek him and he'll bestow them on you. Proverbs 28, 20, A faithful man shall abound with blessing. Shall abound with blessing. We enjoy blessings. We enjoy being uh, rewarded. And God says, hey, if you'll just follow me, if you'll just walk with me, if you'll just seek me, you can abound in great blessing. To walk with God brings benefit in and of itself. But walking with God 
also results in reward, in blessing given to us by God. You know, God delights in spoiling his children, those that walk with him. He says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 18, but the path of the just is as a shining light and the shining more and more unto that perfect day. You know, the abundant Christian life is available to all of us. And lastly, this morning, I want you to know that another benefit is that there's company with his people. You know, walking with God will build a friendship and relationship with other people that are walking with God. When, uh, you know, water finds its own level, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those levels that uh, are, you, you hold it up and there's water inside of a tube and, and you hold the other side up and, and it's going to be level because water finds its own level. Uh, well, people find their own kind. That's the way it is. And when you're walking with God, God will bring into your life some great companions, some friends to go through this life journey with that are also walking with God. Psalms 119 verse number 63 says, I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. You know the old saying, many hands make light work, declares that life is easier when you got some help. Life is easier. Work, a job is a lot simpler when there's somebody else to pick up the other side. Uh, a week ago, just over a week ago, I saw an ad on, on Craigslist for a free baby grand piano. All you got to do is pick it up. So I texted the family and said, hey, I want to come and get it. And they said, no, I don't think you understand what you're getting. Uh, you know, this is not something you're just going to pick up. And I said, I understand what I'm getting. If it's available, I'll come and get it on Monday. And so I rounded up some guys, and some guys from the church came with me, and we went over and picked up this baby grand piano, got it out of their house, and carried it across the yard and, and loaded it in a trailer and brought it over and stuck it in the house over there. And uh, it, it was free. All we had to do was pick it up. But I was thankful that I had some, some help, that I had some friends that could come and help get it done. It had been a pretty hard job for just Caleb and I. You know, we needed some, we needed some more muscle. And, uh, you know, life's easier when you've got some people to do it with. And that's one of the benefits of walking with God is you get other people that are walking with God that are going through life with you. There are some true amazing benefits of walking with God. Those who walk with God, we're talking about a consistent, faithful walk with God, are not satisfied with anything shy of a personal friendship with him. Only Christians who are like Jacob of old that say, unless thou bless me. I will not let thee go. The idea of just pursuing after God and wanting God to do a great blessing, pouring his blessing on you, is where we see these great benefits. Christ gave his life for you, and he wants to be a friend to you. And that friendship is available. All you got to do is choose to daily walk with him. And you'll build that friendship. You'll build that relationship.